So if I start this one and don't do so good, I'll change course, amen? No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> I'm honored to be able to be here and uh, thank God for my pastor. And uh, Dr. Ricky Gravely is my pastor. And I'm uh, not ashamed of that. I thank God for that. And uh, he is a man of God. And, uh, and I appreciate that. Brother Brown said yesterday that he's one of the greatest preachers in America. And I believe that. I really do. And I appreciate him tonight and his wife and family. And I love them dearly. And uh, I appreciate Jesus. Hallelujah. And uh, he is the best thing that ever happened to me. And uh, as a little boy, I was headed down uh, the road of sin. And uh, just an eight-year-old boy already beginning to live a life of sin. And uh, Jesus came by and rescued me and changed my life. And I bless his holy name. Amen. And I thought about uh, the camp meeting. I thought about what an investment to give uh, to a camp meeting. And our sister was talking about old Clyde Carter. I was a teenager uh, way back uh, in Michigan. I can remember uh, Brother Clyde Carter and his family singing that song. And uh, how did God, as a young man, uh, begin to work in my life at a camp meeting? And I wasn't called to preach or anything of that nature. But the Holy Ghost began to work in my life at a camp meeting. And so I thank God for that. And uh, you'll not go wrong investing uh, in this ministry and, of course, the camp meeting. Look with me in one verse tonight, and uh, I'll not be long. I'll give you a little thought. The Lord gave me this thought just about, about a week and a half ago, so I haven't uh, preached it yet, and so I haven't got the, the tweaks out of it. But I want to give you what the good Lord has given me. Look in verse 13, if you will. He said, watch ye, stand fast in faith. Quit you like men, be strong. If the Lord had helped me, I want to preach on a simple thought on some things that we ought to quit like men. Amen. Some things that we ought to quit like men. Now, the word quit itself there does mean manly. But by the way of introduction, I want to look at the word watch first of all. He said that we're to watch. That that word is 30 times in our New Testament. And so we are to be perceptive. Uh, in Matthew chapter 25, he, he talked about uh, watching for the appearance of the Savior. I kind of wish uh, that I had one of those messages on my heart on the second coming. After all, the choir sang about that he's coming again. But you know what I remember back in the 70s? I remember that the church was excited. And uh, we packed out the pews uh, full of sinners and packed out the station wagon. They didn't have minivans back then. They had station wagons. And, and you know the reason why we did that? Because we was looking for Jesus. Amen. They didn't have all the social media and they didn't have everything in the world to do and people were excited about serving Jesus. It's time to get back about being excited about serving Jesus. I'm glad, hallelujah, to be here and thank God we ought to get excited about doing it. Amen. Amen. He said we're to watch for his appearance. Then in Luke he said we're to watch uh, 
for the account of ourselves at the judgment seat. As Brother David Terry talked about that. I'm not one of these fellas that can't wait to get there because I've done so much. I, I'll be honest with you. I dread going. Amen. He said he, he knows all about you and I. And you know what? I, I'll be glad when it's over with. Uh, we'll really sing uh, Amazing Grace, uh, how sweet the sound, amen? And so we're to look under ourselves uh, and we're to watch uh, because uh, of the judgment seat. And then he said, uh, he said we're to abstain and be sober. Now, about five different verses in our Bible that word sober, it really deals with abstaining from wine. We live in a generation now uh, where they want to be able to drink wine. It's okay uh, for a little toddy uh, for the bottle. Well, I got news for you. It's never okay. And listen to me, young people. Thank God, listen. You're not to drink booze. You're not to drink liquor. You're not to drink wine. You know what? It's still wicked and it's rotten and just like it was when I said coming up, it's still that way. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm telling you, the Bible said, abstain from it. And that's what it means. It's to abstain, amen. Amen. Mm, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But I'm telling you. Oh, we need to get back to the day. Hallelujah. Where wrong was wrong and right was right. Amen. We need to quit worrying about what everybody's thinking about us. Amen. Number four, he said we're to watch and be attentive in supplication. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. And first of all, he told us to be perceptive. Then he said that we're to stand for the principles of faith. He said, stand fast. Galatians, he said, stand fast in salvation. You know what they were doing? Uh, they were trying to add that circumcision. They're trying to add to the law. You know what? We don't need to add to the word of God. When you hear, I, I worry about them fellas, brother Danny, when they say, now in the original manuscripts, I, I'm glad I got the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for his word tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. I even like the commas. Hallelujah. I like it all. Paul said, I wouldn't have you ignorant. Comma, brethren. If you take the comma out, you know what he said? I wouldn't have you ignorant, brethren. Amen. Hallelujah. That's right. Hey, I like it all. Hallelujah. I thank God for his holy word. I'm glad that's a man of God as a preacher of that King James Bible. When I got saved, I'm glad he stood up and told me I was going to hell and I need to repent of my sin. You know what? It's still right to repent of your sin and get born again. It's still just one way, amen. I'm feeling pretty good, hallelujah. Amen. The word of the gospel. Hey, you know what? Not only that, but also the will of the gospel. It's still for everybody. Not for a few. I know a preacher friend of mine, his son, left the school down in Florida because he said they got all wrapped up in Calvinism. What about that? A popular school. I, I don't want to get in trouble, but I 
want to die in my heart believing that Jesus came for whosoever will. Hallelujah. Amen. If he would come to a drunkard's home on the above a bar, I'm telling you, friend, he'll come to anybody that'll let him in. I thank God it doesn't matter, red and yellow, black and white. I'm glad they're all precious in his sight. You may be a dope addict here tonight. You may be a drunkard, but thank God Jesus died for you and he loves you and hallelujah, he'll save you if you'll come to him. I say glory to God. It's for everybody. I'm glad that it included me. I'm glad, hallelujah, thank God that it's for everybody. I'm glad it all, it still means all. I'm glad, thank God, that everybody that wants to get in can get in the family of God, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It is for everybody. Hallelujah. Stand fast, salvation. Philippians chapter one, stand fast in the spirit. Little s. He's talking about us, us being in unity, being unified. Amen. He said one spirit, one mind. Then he said, stand fast in the Savior. And the little bit of breath I have left, praise God. <laughs> I want to preach on a few things. We ought to quit like men. Number one, verse 14. He said, let all things be done with charity. We need to quit being calloused. We need to quit being calloused. You see, <laughs> I believe in preaching the truth. But there's got to be some love in there. You know what? When Jesus came to me, when I was an eight-year-old boy, you know what drew me? It was that love. He loved me so much that he gave his only son. And he drew me. I didn't know much love. My dad at that time was lost. And of course, my mother was away from God. I didn't know a whole lot about love. But I'm telling you, I went to the house of God. And he began to pull on my heartstring and said, I love you. I want you to come. I'm glad, thank God, that he loves me. Amen. Can I say that if we love people, it'll help how that we deal with people. It'll help how we deal with problems of people and it will help how we deal with the perishing, amen. I said last night, I preached 12 revivals the last 12 weeks and over seven or eight of those churches don't knock on doors. They don't knock on doors. And every one of them give excuses. Some of them, Brother Mark, they work jobs. I understand that. But I'm going to tell you a real simple fact. If you don't go, you don't grow. If you don't go, you don't grow. Amen. If you don't go, you don't grow. You got to go after sinners. He said to go out into the highways and in the hedges and compel them to come. Amen. 
You know one reason why that drew me to this church is that man of God loves the souls of men. And I say hallelujah for somebody that cares about sinners. Amen. I'm glad the little old church set their sight on my family. They kept coming after us. Oh, Brother Dana that'll be here tomorrow. He was one of the bus drivers that picked us up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got to quit being calloused. We're, we're, we're too calloused in this day. Oh, listen, we got to get back to, back to love. Number two, we need to quit being complacent. Verse 15, brother, brother, Randy, you used the word addicted. Old Stephanus said, they said he's addicted to the ministry. How, what about that? How, you know what we've gotten in this day? We've gotten lazy. When I started in evangelism 24 years ago, I try not to do any vandalism, amen? I try not to tear up too much. But uh, yeah, but, but you know what? Used to, when I first started, Brother Morgan, men would say, Brother Barnes, is it okay if we go visiting together? And I said, absolutely. I'd love to go with you. And we'd go knock on doors and we'd go visit houses. I hardly have anybody that asks me if I want to go visit. Now, I know what some say, and I understand that, and they say, well, we do it before you come. Well, that's great. But if they don't do it, I don't mind going and doing it. Amen. Amen. Men that used to ask me if we want to go knock on doors, I still preach for them, Brother Allen, but they don't ask me that no more. We don't go. And they're still at the same 40 they was 10 years ago when I was there. I'm not being mean. I'm just being honest. That's just the way that it is. Amen. We have got to go back after sinners. Hallelujah. We've got to quit being lazy. Amen. If I am, you can ask my pastor. If I'm here on a Saturday and they've got visitation and if I can go before I leave to my meeting, I will go on visitation. I'm not going to tell you to go and me not go if I have an opportunity to go. I thank God for the privilege to go tell people about Jesus. I'm glad somebody came and told me about Jesus and thank God we need to go tell somebody else about Jesus. Amen. Amen. We need to quit being lazy. Quit having a list of excuses. We, we have too many excuses today. I was preaching in Sylacauga, Alabama about five years ago. A Wednesday night, 18 of us there. And a fellow come in like this on the sides of his feet. And tears running down his face. Brother Grant, you know what he said? He said, my gout is hurting me so bad. He had gout in his feet that he was, tears were running down his face. But he said, I wouldn't miss being in the house of God for all the money in the world. Where's that crowd at? Where's that crowd at? <laughs> you know what? That crowd used to make excuses to go to church. Now, the new generation make excuses to stay home. Amen. Thank God for these young people being in the house of God tonight. Hallelujah. 
I'm glad the devil don't have them all, amen? But God help us to quit being complacent in the day that we live in and quit making excuses and start going after the souls of men and start being busy for the kingdom of God, amen? Amen. I'm sure it's the same way you preachers are preaching media. You go to places and, and you find people haven't read their Bible through and they've been saved for 20 years. Uh, you know what that is? That's lazy. That's just plumb lazy. He said, quit you like men. Be manly about it. Go ahead and quit being lazy. Quit being complacent. Quit being calloused. Can I say number three? And for lack of better word, that it rhymed with a C, I preached on quit being cantankerous. Amen. You know know what he said in in verse 16? He said that you submit yourselves unto such and to everyone that helpeth with us and laboreth. You know what the word cantankerous means? It means to be bad-tempered, argumentative, and uncooperative. What about that? The preacher says this, and we might do it, but we're gonna grumble all the way. You know what that is? That's being cantankerous. You know what? We need to submit to the man of God. Amen. And the message of God. When I was coming up, if the preacher said, praise God to do something, you didn't ask why, you just done what he told you to do, amen because you respected him enough and loved him enough that you obeyed him. You knew that he had been with the Lord and if he said to do it, you just done it, amen. Brother Dana, his brother Joe was my pastor, mine and dad's pastor. And I used to hang around. He had children my age and Joey, we, we went to school together. And there's been a few times my pastor took off his belt and whipped his boy and whipped me too. What about that? Uh, today they throw you in jail, amen? Hey, parents wouldn't put up with that today. Oh, you don't, you, <laughs> our, our church up north, up north there was a basement. The fellowship hall was in the basement. And if the pastor caught a boy and a girl down there talking by themselves, you know what? He didn't, he didn't go to you. He stood you up in the congregation and said, don't you ever do that again. Amen. Hey, I'm telling you, we just obeyed the pastor. Amen. We need to get back to the day when you quit trying to connive and be crooked and go behind his back and complain about it and just obey the man of God. Amen. Hallelujah. He said to submit yourselves. (laughs) Submit yourselves. My pastor that I used to have in Carolina's brother Griffith, one day we was getting to have Jubilee, and he said, I want you to measure the tables there in the fellowship hall, 36 inches off the wall. And I raised my hand, Brother Jim, and I said, Pastor, can I say something? He said, yeah. I said, "Uh, the first... The first night, everybody's going to be bumping them tables and they're going to be way off 36 inches. He said, I know it. I just want you to do it. You know what I said? Praise God. Hallelujah. I measured every one. 
I did. And I went back the next day just to check on him. And Brother Samuel, there wasn't one 36 inches off the wall. But you know what? My pastor, that's what he wanted to ease his mind. And praise God, every year we measured them tables when we started because that's what the man of God want. Amen. Hey, thank God. Listen, you young people learn, and I know you do, but respect your man of God and love your pastor and thank God for it. I thank God for the man of God that preached to me and he loved me and he showed me a right from wrong and thank God he told me about Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank God for him. Amen. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah for a man of God that will love you and preach to you. I say hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He said, quit being cantankerous. Submit to the message and the man of God. Can I say in verse 18, he said, you refresh my spirit. Quit being a complainer. That don't refresh your spirit, that'll crush your spirit. <laughs> you know, honestly, that's good. That's good. As God has been to us. We should never complain about anything every day of our life. David said in Psalms 13, the Lord hath dealt bountifully with me. That's the way I feel. <laughs> he has dealt bountifully. You know what? I, I put three simple thoughts. You know why we shouldn't complain? Number one, because we're saved. See, whatever you're going through, that's just temporary. Brother Blue, one of these days we get to pull out of here. Hallelujah. You say, well, I'm having physical trouble, but you're saved. You're not going to hell. Well, I'm having church trouble, but you're saved. You're not going to hell. Amen. Well, I'm having financial trouble, but you're saved and you're not going to hell. Did I tell you that you're saved? Hallelujah. We should never complain again because thank God we'll never spend one night in the charred walls of the damned. Hallelujah. I'll never know what it's like to be on fire in hell. And thank God we should never, hallelujah, never complain. I say hallelujah, I say glory, hallelujah. We should never, 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 never complain. Hallelujah. Because we're saying, because he supplies your needs. <laughs> oh my. Preacher said something yesterday. He said when God shouldn't have blessed me, he still did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Times, Brother Randy, I've been unfaithful. Times have been inconsistent. He still blessed me anyway. He loves me like I was his only child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, not only we're saving, supplies are need, but he's going to see us through. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, Brother Chad Bailey, this, this one may be a stretch, but in verse 22, 
He said, if any man love not the Lord. You know what? If we don't love him right, we're going to be a compromiser. So I'm going to say, quit being a compromiser. Hallelujah. Now, I may be stretching that one a little bit, but I'm going to stretch it. Hallelujah. You know what he said? If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. He said, my commandments will not be grievous unto you. It don't bother me to put on a pair of britches. Don't bother my wife to put on a dress. Don't bother us a bit. Hey, hey. Because I love him. I love him. Amen. I say we need to quit compromising when it comes to the music in the church. Well, we want to reach the kids today. I'll tell you how to do that. I'll tell them about Jesus, hallelujah, and sing there's power in the blood and what can wash away my sin, nothing but the blood. And thank God, hallelujah, there's victory in Jesus. That'll still work, amen. That'll still get the job done. Amen. Yes, sir. I was in a church and I was surprised when I got there. It's one of them black painted ceilings and different color lights. Needless to say, I won't be back. But you know what? I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was taken back by Ron. I didn't know I was getting into that. You know, you know what? Do you know why they do it? They want to reach the modern crowd. They, they, they feel like they could draw more of a crowd. Well, what in the world? What do you want a crowd that wants that kind of garbage music for anyway? They're not going to listen to old-fashioned preaching. You get to tell them how they ought to live and throw, throw Conway Twitty out the window and Elvis Presley and tell them to get rid of that rock rap and rip and all that other garbage and they're going to bow up and they're going to get mad. I'd rather have that crowd that'll take preaching. Hallelujah. I say quit compromising. Amen. Amen. He said, quit like a man. I say, quit compromising like a man. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We ought to love him so we wouldn't change our message. We soft soap it because we're afraid to rub anybody off. I am not for being mean and ugly in the pulpit. I don't believe in using vulgar language in the pulpit. Amen. I don't like, I don't believe that's right. <laughs> I, I believe you can love sinners and preach the truth, hallelujah. But we shouldn't change that book. We shouldn't change that book. Hey, you know what? We need to preach the same everywhere we go, hallelujah. If we love him, we wouldn't change our message. If we love him, we wouldn't change our methods Changing the saints. You know what? Now, I'm, I'm, don't fall out with me. But I, I guess it's all right. I, I have no problem with fellows using iPads for the messages. But please take a Bible to the pulpit. Would you do that? Would you do that? I, I'm afraid it's just a tool of the devil to, to get that word out of our hand. You see, 
especially if that iPad's connected to the internet. There's all kinds of filth around that internet, but there's no filth around of this King James Bible. I say hallelujah. Take your King James Bible and read out the Word of God. Read out the Word of God. Thank God that's where the power is. It's in the Word of God. I say read your Bible. Amen. That's been on my heart a few days, hallelujah. I say, I say, quit some things like a man. When's, when's the last time, you see people just quit some things. Just the preacher preach on it and say, you know what, that's, that's me, I need, to, I need to quit that. I remember the day when I did. I remember the day when the man of God preached to me and I said, oh, I need to stop that nonsense, amen. Hey, that's what the man of God said. <laughs> Preacher, he only preaches things because he knows that we need to hear them. Trying to help us. Brother, Joe Williams preached to me when I was a young man and he helped mold my life. And I'll never, ever get over it and forget what he has done for me. The standards that I have, he initiated in my heart. He preached to me when I was a young boy how you ought to live and how you ought to dress and how you ought to walk with God. And I say hallelujah for the man of God. I'll never forget what he has done for me. Preacher, I'm through. Let's stand if you would please.